Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org students, and we hope that this episode is helpful to you. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. Last week, we had Reed Towns and Hank Hoagland on here, and um, it was an interesting episode, to say the least. But it was really fun. But I'm back, and I'm joined, as always, by one of my co-hosts, Hannah Spence. How are we doing, Hannah? Hey, hey, we're doing well. And today, we are joined by our student guest, Molly Zena. Molly, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Molly Zena. I'm a junior at Prestonwood. Go. What are, what's Lions. What, oh, they're lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you guys roar? No. <laughs> so what do you say after um, you say, you just say go lions? Go lions. You don't do Blue and the gold. <laughs> <laughs> Does and everyone gold. sing it just like that? Sort of. We have a school song, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, amazing. Audience, as always, we love getting to bring you into the round table that we're sitting around and just kind of invite you into the conversation. Um, When we have uh, quote unquote older people on the podcast, Mm -hmm. we usually try to keep them relevant, share with them trends and sayings, phrases to just help them, you know, keep up with Gen Z. And uh, but when we have younger guests on the podcast like we do today our 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 hope is to keep them knowledgeable about the past so keep your student knowledgeable about the past and so today here's what we're going to do last week reed made sure we knew that there are no more commercials on tv in in 2023 which is false there are commercials um but most people don't pay attention to them and so what we're gonna do is see how many um commercial jingles Molly Zena and Hannah Spence can tell us what company, product, or organization is being marketed by that jingle. And to be clear, all of these are well-known companies. And after every one of them, they'll be like, man, I thought I knew that one and I just couldn't remember it. But we'll start you guys off easy. So Reed, why don't you give them the first, the first jingle? nationwide hey see (laughs) i told you reed they're watching them the commercials come on in between the in between the commercial in in the football games and so that's why she knows that Uh, one but that was the easiest one on there so let's go a little bit trickier oh i think i know what is it is it a tractor commercial (laughs) (laughs) you know when like the guys are like on the tractors and they're like they show like the grass like cutting but, is but, that it but what's the brand it, it, even if it is a tractor commercial what is it <laughs> I don't like, know John Deere um, is it <laughs> Hannah, that's what I was like hi. the green and the yellow tractor I recognize um, it is not that that was close I recognize that I have heard it I don't know that's tough um, the audience is out there screaming back at you guys that is the jingle for Home Depot Oh, I was like on the right track. You were on the right tractor. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to the next one. Well, I was shopping for a new car. Which one's me? A cool convertible or an SUV? Too bad I didn't know my credit was whack because now I'm driving off the lot in a used subcompact. F-R-E-E, that spells free. I have no idea. 
Anna? I don't know either. I've never heard that one. Oh, man. <laughs> this is a classic from the 2000s. Free credit report. If you want your credit report done so you can know mm-hmm. how you're doing, just go to freecreditreport.com. I knew you guys wouldn't get that one. That one. That one's probably <laughs> that one's the hardest tough. one on there. Let's go with some some middle of yeah, the road give ones. Give us some middle of the road. A little redemption here. Five, five oh, Subway. Hey, she's <laughs> redeemed. That's Chicken good. Chicken bacon ranch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do maybe one or two more. <laughs> This one comes on on the radio all the time. You listen to the radio? No, but when I do, no, but when I do, this comes on. It's on your local news channels. Mm. Oh, oh, O'Reilly. Auto parts. There you go. (laughs) Okay, one more. I wish you could see the blank stare on my face. Kale, I'll give you I'll give you a hint. It is coffee. Is the genre? Oh, is the, is it I still don't think blank? I've never seen a coffee. I don't know. You've never seen a coffee commercial? No, I don't think what? so. Guys, it's a classic jingle. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Folgers. Wow. What's a Folger? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, make sure when you go home, you ask your dad about, about Folgers. He 100% knows. Let us know. Okay. All right, guys. That was this week's edition of Keep Your Student Relevant of the Past and also Keep Your Student Staff Relevant of the Past. Hopefully, mm-hmm. in the future, you'll, you'll be more knowledgeable about those, um, those jingles of the past. So that was fun. That was a great way to break the ice and welcome in our audience. Let's move on to the topic for the day. Hannah, what do we got? Well, speaking of missing things, I clearly missed the early 2000s jingles. <laughs> but today we're going to talk about... This was about- because she was homeschooled. She was just, there's no TV, no commercials. She's Living catching up land. now. Hey, we'll, we'll get there one day. It's just not today. But today we're going to talk about the topics of FOMO and FOBO. And if you don't know what those mean, it is the fear of missing out and the fear of better options. Um, And a quick definition on the two of those things would be um, the fear of missing out or the fear of making the wrong choice. So there being a better option out there is truly rooted in us attaching a deep desire or longingness for happiness to a belief that a person, possession, or achievement will produce happiness in us rather than God and his promises. So said in a different way, it is the belief that something apart from God will bring us lasting happiness or satisfaction if only we could have more of it. So with that definition in mind, Molly, can you tell us a little bit about your experience experience with FOMO or FOBO? Um, my experience with FOMO and FOBO is um, sometimes I get the opportunity to go to two places that are overlapping in time. And so it's kind of a hard decision of deciding which one I would rather go to, because I know that with either one I go to, I'm going to make memories and have a good time with the people there. But it's kind of, it makes me anxious sometimes when I know that the people there are going to be making memories without me. And I, there's no way around that. Yeah. It's, it's such an interesting, um, unique experience especially in high school college and maybe young adult years um 
probably when you're married and and have kids is maybe it's a little bit less, but I still think it's just such a regular human experience. Like on the one hand, I want to go to this place and experience, have this experience and build these friendships. But what am I missing out on if I say yes to this one and no to that other one? And uh, am I making the right choice? And the anxiety that, that can come from that is real, especially in high school where you're truly trying to form your identity, understand more of who you are, build your friend group. Like that even adds to the pressure of um, making the right decision and not missing out on the right experiences every time. Mm-hmm. So for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I think um, that this topic is becoming more and more relevant because we are on a daily basis um, confronted with many choices that we have to make um, and a lot of fun choices and good things. And it's not often that we're told like, hey, you can slow down and you don't have to do that. We're confronted with the option to not make a choice. And even when we feel like we don't make a choice between the two, we've chosen something. Um, And so it can be easy to get lost in that fear of, okay, I might make the wrong choice and then miss out on something that could lead to something else that I would desire. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you say is the danger of letting FOMO or FOBO um, make your choices for you? I think that oftentimes it can ruin our opportunities to deepen our relationship with the people that the Lord has placed opportunities to deep in our relationship with because when they maybe do ask us to hang out and we're like oh but what if there's going to be a better option in the future we're not not allowing ourselves to give the chance to this other person that might want to have a relationship with me and pursue me yeah I mean there's so many options of scenarios that I've even personally experienced especially um, in my 20s where it's like if someone texts you and they're inviting you to you know, some party or something fun, some activity that people are doing. And um, there's there's that moment where you, you say, wait, should I commit to this? What if I get another text from, I don't know, a different group of friends and they're doing something better, you know, whatever better might mean in your mind. And, and so you end up ghosting that person because you don't want to respond until you have the other option. And then maybe you wait until you have the other option to say, sorry, I already had plans. And, and so there's so much deception and um, honestly focus on self in, in the midst of FOMO and, and, and FOBO that we should be um, paying close attention to. Yeah, I love what you said there with deception because truly that is what fear of missing out and fear of a better option is that fear is deceiving us that whatever choice we make or don't make um, could lead to us missing out um, and making something an idol that the Lord never gave the power to rule our life and define our joy and our happiness. And I think um, a danger with FOMO and just that fear in general is that we will then idolize things apart from Christ and fall into just coveting the next thing in our life will be something that is chasing the next high, the next um, exciting thing. Um, And even when it comes to like making a choice between two great invites, like you could think of two different birthday parties where you're like, "Ah, I get to show up and celebrate someone. But oftentimes I think in our sin, if we're really honest with our thoughts, we're not thinking, oh, I get to go celebrate my friend if I choose this one or I get to celebrate my friend if I choose that one. Like, honestly, we're probably like, hey, if I go here and I interact with these people, I could get opportunity for this next hangout that I want. 
And so I'm going to lean more towards that one, not out of consideration for other people's, but consideration for like my own selfish desires. And I think that's the danger there of idolizing myself, idolizing my happiness and not even like long term. It's like that instant gratification of like I got what I wanted and a false sense of control versus truly valuing other people um, and valuing like the Lord's call in our life, which is to love him and love others well. And it's totally disregarding that. Um, and we're deceived in thinking it's a fear of like, we're legitimately going to miss out on something. And if we're trusting the Lord and his provision, we're not actually going to miss out on something good. Yeah. I, I love what you said there on the, the, the point of idolatry and Molly, if you have thoughts to add to this, I'd love to hear them. But like, as you were speaking, what I was thinking about, like our church is reading through um, the Old Testament, uh, the story, the Old Testament narrative as our Bible reading plan this year. And right now we're in Second Kings and we've been walking through, you know, just in the stories of the um, the, na- the the kings who were evil and they set up these idols um, for the people to worship that weren't the one true God. And you can read that and go, man, they're so silly. Like they're going to this temple, praying to this, you know, this statue that makes no sense and that isn't really a God. And they trust that it's going to like bring rain or prosperity. Or maybe even as we think of current religions in our world, there are some that are, you know, you know, we would consider as, oh, they worship idols because they literally have physical statues or things that they worship. And we can fall into some self-righteousness there because I think at the heart and at the root of, you know, some FOMO and FOBO is idolatry, the idolatry of fun. And so because fun is my um, supreme end and supreme goal, I'm going to make sure I pick the most fun thing in every circumstance, or maybe it's the idol of acceptance. Like which one of these things should I say yes to that'll um, help me be most socially acceptable or climb the social, um, you know, the social ladder or the idol of like just being invited and feeling uh, like you're a person who's always, um, on someone's invite list. Like there's nothing necessarily wrong with having fun. There's nothing necessarily wrong with um, wanting to be accepted by your group of friends or of the desire to be invited to things with your friends. Truly, you know, those are, you know, good things in there in when they're kept in proper perspective, but when they become the ultimate goal, that's when they can become an idol because they replace God in your heart. And so, um, Mal, you have any experience with that specifically that you want to share? I would probably say like, <clears throat> sorry, um, when placed with two like options and how Hannah was saying, like how, when you do choose one and you're at one of them, like the only thing sometimes I can think about is how they're having fun without me there and how the other one is making memories when I'm not in the moment with the people that I'm with. Um, and I think that that just causes like a lot of like not being in the moment, not being present in what God wants me to be present in. Like I'm here. God, God placed me here. I should be here. I shouldn't think about, oh, on snap, like, oh, look at their stories. Like, what are they doing? Um, but just focusing on like, Hey, I'm here and I'm here to like love how Hannah was saying, like love others here and just express the love that the Lord has. Yeah. You mentioned Snapchat and I just go like social media is such a, um, you know, like 
a place that so much FOMO and, and, and FOBO comes from because you see on Snap or you see on Instagram your, your, your friends hanging out or doing something fun and the immediate questions are, man, that looks, looks fun. Why wasn't I invited? Like my invite must have got lost in the mail or um, that looks way funner than the thing that I went to. So I should wait the next time to, to be invited by that group of friends to do whatever that thing might be. And so I think it's, it's something to be well aware of that our hearts are um, idol making factories and we make idols of friend groups and of experiences and of acceptance and, and all of those things, which, um, you know, can cause us, like you were saying, Molly, to not be present in the moment with the people that God has you right in front of, because you're so consumed with what, might be out there what's a better option you could be experiencing Mm -hmm. so good I also think that um whenever you are placed with two and you're like scared to say no because what if I say no and I don't get the invite again I think that that's like a really real thing of being like well if I say no they're they're probably gonna have fun without me and realize I don't need to be there in order to have fun so yeah yeah and even in that like I know Hannah's gonna move us on but real quick like even in that there might be a situation where if you say no to that invite, they won't invite you the next time and the next time. And so the challenge then goes back to your heart of like going, am I okay? Am I okay that, that, that God loves me and sees me and cares about me, even though I never get invited to hang out with that group or have that experience. And like, I think that that's a, a very important question for all of us to reflect on of like, am I okay if whatever I'm desiring to experience or the friendships I want to have never happens? Cause it might not, you know? Um, and that goes back to the heart again. Yeah. So I think that's a good thought, Molly. Yeah. I think that's so good. And such an important question to ask, because if we don't ask that, then we're making our choices based off of what we think is best versus being like, Hey, do I truly believe that the Lord can be my all and is my all and can fill in all the gaps if I choose him rather than being like, hey, this instant gratification of getting the invite will make me happy versus the Lord saying like, hey, when you know and walk with me, you will be rooted. Um, you will stand firm. I think even what comes to mind with that is in Jeremiah 17, when we are abiding with the Lord, it talks about blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by the water. And so when we trust the Lord and his promises and we're checking our heart of like, hey, is he my firm foundation or are these things I want my foundation? We'll stand firm if we choose him. We'll be planted and rooted and we won't waver when maybe I don't get an invite. Maybe I lose some friends, but because my worth isn't tied to that, I'm not shaken and I'll still grieve that. And that's hard, but my hope and my happiness isn't shaken because that's not what I'm made for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so moving on with that as well, what are some scriptures and even just ways you have prayed about fear when it's come up and fear of missing out or fear of making the wrong choice? Mm-hmm. What has that looked like for you? Um, I would say one scripture that really speaks to me is Psalm 1611. Um, it says, you make known to me the path of life in your presence. There's fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And it just, it helps me realize that wherever I am, like there, the presence of the Lord is also because the Lord is with me and he will provide joy. Um, 
a lot of times I can experience FOMO at school when some of my friends there aren't, or not my friends, but some of the people there aren't like necessarily um, pursuing the Lord. And so I can oftentimes feel like, oh, I'm the only one whenever I'm like in class and like some of my friends like aren't necessarily in that class or something. And knowing that even though no one else around me might be pursuing the Lord in that moment, that the Lord is with me. And because the Lord is with me, I can have joy. Molly, you make a great point that I think is is worth bringing up. Um, if you live by Psalm sixteen eleven, and that in the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy, if you're a teenager, if you're a any age person, you will miss out on um, certain things that this world has to offer, certain things that your friends are experiencing, certain things that um, you're not getting invited to because they know. Um, the, the choice that you've made to surrender your life to God because they know that uh, you you um, wouldn't make the choice to do some of the things that they are mm-hmm. doing. And so you will miss out. Uh, and the reality is if you're a teenager who is walking with the Lord, um, you're probably going to experience some loneliness in high school. You just will. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll never be alone because the Lord is with you. And that verse is so powerful Every teenager, everyone should commit that to memory because it's it's so, so true. And that's why it's also so important to surround yourself with with other believers who have the same uh, perspective on life and on the things that you should miss out on and uh, have creative ways of, of having fun. So, you know, if you want to learn more about that, like literally go listen to the podcast mm-hmm. right before this with Jackson Berry, which talks about how. Christians can have fun. It just takes intentionality and creativity and thoughtfulness. And um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's so good. Um, And even just like on the topic of joy, going back to what I originally said, of the definition and like the true root of us wrestling with fear, um, whether it's missing out or a better option, is that where you have a misplaced um, idea of where we'll find happiness, where we'll find joy in a scripture that I go back to a lot is honestly the whole chapter of John 15. And it's just talking about the Lord being the vine and we are the branches and to be attached to him. But specifically in verse nine, it says, as the father has loved me, so I've loved you abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And so what that truly is saying is exactly what you're talking about is in God's presence, in his love, you will have complete joy, complete satisfaction in him. But you have to like originally decide that that's where you want your satisfaction to come from and stop running after and searching for other things. And I just think back and... Right after I graduated college, I did Watermarks program regeneration and I walked in being like, oh, like I wrestle with fear of man and maybe like people pleasing and these different things. And and the Lord just walked me through a season of like stripping a lot of things away that I found satisfaction in. And like the real root in my heart was like, I have idolized anything and everything except you. And my fear was like, hey, if I don't have these things, I won't be okay. And the Lord in his kindness brought me to a place where he took away the things I valued so that then I could focus on him in my walk with him and learn to value him above all else because I found my joy was in him. And that question 
that I had to answer was, if I have none of these things ever again, will I be joyful if I just had mm-hmm. the Lord and found that he was better than all of those things? But it was a discipline of saying no to other things to renew my mind and renew my heart and see that true satisfaction in life is in Christ and in all of that. Like if you'd asked me in the moment, but I've been like, oh, it's great that like all of my friends got married and I have a new set of roommates. Oh, I just broke up with a guy I really wanted to marry. I've been like, no, that's not good. But in hindsight now, as the Lord has continued to like grow my affections for him, I would say Romans 8.28 is so true of the Lord works all things for our good and his glory. So in seasons where there's hard things and we feel the fear of missing, have you missed out on things, things that are fun um, or we lose things, true joy is in Christ. And at some point, we do have to make that choice to be like, hey, am I going to test your promises, Lord, and taste and see that you are good? Or am I going to keep trying to like get a minute of satisfaction and then run to the next thing, hoping for another moment of satisfaction? Um, and that's just a question that I still have to ask myself is like, hey, are you enough, Lord? Mm-hmm. Because there's always something in front of me that I am looking at to be like, oh, wait, that's kind of nice and shiny <laughs> and fun. Like that will bring me joy. Um, but just going back of like, hey, is that something to be enjoyed or is that my joy? Because mm. Christ is my joy. That's good. That's good. Um, so to wrap us up, I wanted to ask us all the question of, hey, as you think about FOMO and FOBO being a regular experience that any of us have, teenagers, uh, older adults, whoever, how do you like what are some best practices that you um, have, pl- have put in place um, so that you wouldn't live in, you know, that fear of man and idolatry or in that um, gratification of yourself, would you say, Molly? Um, I would say for me, which I'm still working on it, um, but getting off the cycle of just constantly going to social media whenever I feel lonely or like, I guess, bored sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, I need to like continue to go to God's word and like the promises that he has said of who I am instead of who I'm telling myself I am, um, which is very common as high schoolers. When we get lonely, we start to feed ourselves lies. So, Mm. yeah, that's good. You had anything Um, on that, Hannah? Yeah. What I would just say is kind of two part of one, like listen to the Lord and let that instruct your heart. Like we have his word and there's a lot he says um, about life being found in him. Um, and I think specifically Matthew six thirty three says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And just a simple command to seek first God. And then I think the second part is engaging kingdom work. And then first Peter 4, 10 says, as each have has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And so if I'm focused on other people, I'm probably not going to be sitting around being like, do I have everything I need? Mm-hmm. Because I'm seeking to love others well as the Lord has called me to do. That's good. Um, a phrase that I heard, I don't even know where I originally heard it, but the phrase is this, every yes to something is a no to something else. And that's helped me um, make decisions and prioritize and battle against FOMO and, and FOBO because um, I really do have to stop and think, what are the things that are most important to me? Because if I if I say yes to this thing or if I chase this this fun or this experience in idolatry, I'm saying no to something else. I'm saying no to uh, cultivating my relationship with the Lord or saying no to um, growing in righteousness or saying no to 
building relationships with other believers or taking advantage of opportunities to serve and, and share the gospel. And so every yes that I say, I'm saying no to something else and is, hey, am I okay with the things that I'm saying no to? And the verse that comes to my mind on that is Acts 13, verse 36. Um, it's in the middle of this uh, message. And, it, and the writer says, for David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, he fell asleep. And I just love the simplicity of that, of like, hey, the summary of King David's life, the, the man after God's own heart, you know, the one who God raised up to be, uh, you know, the king of Israel, who's, from whose lineage would come the savior of the world, Jesus the summary of his life wasn't David had a ton of fun and he made the best decisions and he never missed out on, on, on the best activities or the best friends or the best um, experiences to have. Like, no, he served the purpose of God in his own generation and serving the purpose of God and having fun don't have to be mutually exclusive. Like we've said before, uh, but serving the purpose of God in our generation should be our ultimate goal. And it's, should be a filter through which we decide, um, hey, I'm okay to miss out on this. And I might feel, you know, lonely or um, wish I was there, but my greater purpose is being fulfilled and I, I get to trust in the Lord in the midst of that. So there you go. Guys, that's all we got time for. Molly, you feel good or you have anything else you want to you wanna share with the audience? No, that's great. Let's go. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. As Will McElroy would say if he was here, please like and subscribe. Share this episode. Um, and I hope that it was an encouragement to you as you got to be um, informed and encouraged with our experiences and with truth from God's word. Um, thank you guys for joining and we'll see y'all in the next one. Peace. Thank you.